the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan's big electric switch. Scrappage is now available on your old car when you switch to a 100% electric Nissan Leaf. Well, as always on a Tuesday, we go down to earth with our environmental scientist, Dr. Cara Gustenberg. And we're going to talk about the plagues of incest and locusts and so on. But before we come to that, on my arrival this morning uh, uh, in News Talk was a beautifully wrapped cake uh, in silver paper with a green ribbon and a delightful card with a monkey scratching his head. And it was from Cara. And Cara said that I was to cut the cake and eat a slice at the start of the interview. So I have done both. I want to first of all thank you for your kindness. What is the cake? Relevant to what we're talking about today, Ivan, which is plagues of locusts and other insect invasions. Uh, so that particular Victoria sponge cake is made from cricket flour. Cricket flour. Okay, <laughs> just uh, well, no, it, it 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 it's kind of brown looking and slightly heavier. I, I would. It's somewhere between a normal sponge and brown bread. So tell me about insect flour because it's yeah, quite delicious. But- Oh, well, I'm glad you think so. And it's actually better for you, too. It's really just ground up crickets, uh, which are high in protein, obviously, and lower calorie per gram of protein than meat. So so a good source of protein powder and happens to be a species that we have an oversupply of. So crickets come from the, the same family as locusts and grasshoppers. And about 25 percent of the world's population or more actually eat these insects regularly. So this is not uncommon in the rest of the world, particularly in the tropics. Uh, it's considered a really efficient... And just to explain, um, as opposed to ordinary flour, can you buy cricket flour? Like, you know, there's, you wouldn't yeah. know it unless you were told it, that it was different. Is it, is it generally available? Yes, it is. And actually, even in the United States now, they, there's at least three cricket farms that are growing crickets specifically for uh, human consumption. Um, they're, they're a lot more efficient. Obviously, they take up a lot less space than an animal like a cow. Um, they're about 12 times more efficient at converting feed into meat compared to, compared to beef. Uh, and they're slaughtered in a much more humane process. So they're simply frozen uh, at the end of their life. And they're also raised with no antibiotics and no steroids. So they're kind of attractive for for health conscious consumers so other other than getting malaria it's it's just fine is it just just fine yeah absolutely really well look let's get back to the central message which is there's a a worldwide set of insect invasions around the globe let's start with a plague of locusts and before you say this is all weather related i read my bible and they had lots of plagues of locusts before there was ever climate change yeah, I actually wondered if this had something to do with your re- retirement and if these plague of locusts co- coincide with that. But uh, actually, this has been going on for, for about a year now. It's, it started in 2018 and 2019 with the heavy rains that hit sub-Saharan Africa. And with that, these locusts that are normally solitary cr- creatures that kind of keep to themselves, uh, when they go through a period of heavy rain, they start to reproduce more. And then they go through a period of drought where, where vegetation becomes in shorter supply. And then they congregate and, and they reach this period called their gregarious stage where they become much more active, they group together, uh, they become much more hungry, so their appetite increases a lot, and, and they, their whole behavior changes and they start to swarm. And you can get up to 10 billion of these insects in one swarm spanning 
several kilometers across the landscape, eating their own weight in food every single day. So they can wipe out the food supply for 2,500 people that, that those people would eat in one year uh, from their behavior. So that's been happening across sub-Saharan Africa. It's been moving from Eastern Africa now into places like uh, India and, and the Middle East. And, and even in China this week, they've reported that they're using drones to try and spray chemicals to uh, stop them from eating bamboo. And in Yemen, they're declaring a state of emergency uh, this week because they can't deal with them. So these locusts are, are getting more and more active. And, you know, with a change in climate, I think we can we can expect to see more of this. And I see in, in China has de- deployed drones to deal with them. Is that is that like is there nothing you can do only sort of suffer it? Yeah, so there are uh, many countries have have dealt with these issues in the past. In places like Yemen, they had a very uh, strong uh, system for getting rid of of locust plagues in the past. But because of the civil war there, uh, they now no longer have that infrastructure. Uh, in East Africa at the moment, they're saying it's a trifecta of challenges because they have this plague of locusts. But at the same time, uh, restrictions on travel because of COVID have meant that they can't import the pesticides that they would have used in the past to control. It. And at the same time in May, they had very, very bad flooding. So they've, they've damaged some of their crops and some of their infrastructure because of flooding, too. So they're really being hit by all sorts of challenges. And, and locusts on top of all that is not something they need. OK, let's move on to murder hornets in the USA. Yes, so we've got locusts to the east of us and now murder hornets to the rest of us. Uh, And what they were were a species of Asian giant hornet. Um, There are several species of Asian giant hornet come from places like Japan. But uh, around May of this year, they started to detect them in in the Pacific Northwest of the United States and British Columbia. Not unlike the the COVID virus, which actually started in Washington State when it came to America, too, and also came from Asia. So they're trying to eradicate these murder hornets uh, and stop them from spreading to the rest of the United States because they're extremely damaging to the honeybee population, which we know pollinates about a third of our food crops. So if you want to continue to grow things like apples and avocados and strawberries, it's really important that you protect your honeybee populations. Do we have hornets in Ireland? Uh, we do have we have hornets, and our honeybees and our other uh, insects have have learned to adapt to them. And even in Japan, where they have the the murder hornet, their honeybees have have developed a system where they they gather around a hornet when a hornet comes into the hive and tries to rip off the heads of all the honeybees. The honeybees will gather around it in a ball, and they'll vibrate very very quickly, and and that will warm that will create a temperature that will essentially cook the hornet. But unfortunately, our European honey bees don't have this system yet, um, so they wouldn't be able to deal with an Asian giant hornet or a murder hornet if it came to Ireland. And there's a problem in France, is there? Yeah, in France, they they have already found a type of Asian hornet. It's not the same one as the murder hornet, but it is one that we're all watching very closely because a nest of, of the Asian hornet was reported in the UK in September 2018. So while it hasn't made its way to Ireland or Northern Ireland yet, uh, we could anticipate that it might if it's already reached the UK. 
You're listening to News Talk. We're doing our down-to-earth slot on a Tuesday in the company of Dr. Cara Augustenberg. And while she's talking, I'm eating her cricket cake cake uh, in terms of cricket flour. And it's delicious. And it's it's a kind of Victoria sponge. I have to say the filling is the best bit. What's What, what is it jam in the middle or is it fruit or what? <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's traditional buttercream frosting and uh, and strawberry jam. Okay, good, good Irish produce. All right. Now, uh, uh, let's talk about flying ants. Yeah, uh, fly, so last week actually the UK Met Office sent out a picture where they, they saw this, what they thought was a big rain cloud hitting the UK and Ireland turned out to be a swarm of flying ants. And, uh, actually it turns out that all ants fly at some stage in their life when they're wanting to mate and they're wanting to find other ants to mate with. Uh, but this is a particularly big swarm that, that comes out during humid weather. And then you have the, Processionary moth cap- caterpillars. Yeah, this one- these don't sound too pleasant. Oh, no, and actually I grew up with these when I lived in New Orleans. Uh, they tend to, they live on oak trees. Um, they're called the oak processionary moth caterpillar. And, uh, they're known for an incredibly painful sting. Uh, they've been in Europe now for about 30 years. Uh, they tend to get transported on oak trees. So when we buy oak trees from other countries, um, there's a risk that these caterpillars will be on there. They form this procession around a tree and you can see them wrapping around the tree, but then they they drop off the tree, and if they land on you, they create this very, very painful sting. So over the last few years, thousands of people have ended up in their GP's office because of skin complaints uh, related to this caterpillar. Two weeks ago, they were detected in Ireland for the first time, uh, a nest on a tree in Dublin. So the Department of Agriculture is asking people to be very vigilant and keep an eye out for these and report them because it's really critical that we eradicate them. Um, they can strip an oak tree bare and make it very susceptible to pests and disease uh, if, if they're left uncontrolled. So let's let's pull together all these migratory uh, patterns, these plagues of locusts, hornets, ants, moths and caterpillars. What, what's the connection, because I feel there is one, to the environment? Well, I mean, this is this is part of a species invasion. And I think what's been interesting in Ireland, and we've been very fortunate that up until now, our invasive species have really been limited to things that uh, are like plants and marine uh, species that have been transported by ships and, and on the sides of boats. And now for the first time, we're starting to get concerned about invasive insects coming into Ireland. And this could have huge risk for our agricultural sector because we've been lucky not to have a lot of these pests in the past. So if they come to Ireland now, we're not really prepared to deal with them. Uh, so it is one of the things that's been uh, responsible for biodiversity crisis globally is invasive species. It's up there with climate change and, and land, land use change and development. But invasive species are another big threat to biodiversity that we need to keep our eye on. So all of these would be in warmer, more southern climes and they're coming northward. Is that it? Yeah, and that's something we expect from climate change. We've been seeing this in, in everything, including whale populations and other marine species. As temperatures in the northern uh, latitudes become warmer, it allows these kind of species to to move and, and migrate to these northern parts of the world where they've never been able to live before. So what is the message to our listeners here on News Talk? 
Well, we have to be vigilant. Uh, so we need to be, you know, better about, about cleaning and making sure we don't transport species, uh, via boats or via footwear if we're going hiking and everything. And we need to start reporting these things. And we do have a great system through the National Biodiversity Data Center where we can report sightings of any species, be they good ones or bad ones, uh, honeybees, frogs, or any kind of invasive species, uh, simply with our phones and simply by taking a picture and recording it on on an app. So, you know, we have to get better about reporting uh, these species to make sure that we do have an opportunity to try and control them. All right. Well, look, I tell you, um, I want to I want to thank you very sincerely for the almost three years now. We didn't have on News Talk an environmental wildlife, biodiversity, climate change slot on the station as a regular weekly feature and the amount of work you've done every week in providing notes and all I do is carp and criticise and, and be, and, 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 and be sceptical and I, I just want to thank you very much indeed for the wonderful cake. I can assure you the floor here in News Talk even though there's only a third of them here with COVID will devour it because it's delicious and it's, it's only symptomatic of all the effort and the kindness that you've shown. So uh, while the, the climate may have got worse in the last three years uh, our our understanding of it has got a lot better. Dr. Cara Gustenberg, environmental scientist, we wish you every continued uh, role and perhaps we'll hear of you in some sort of government role now that the greenies are in government, who knows? Well, we wish you well and thank you very much for all the work you've put into Down to Earth. Ivan, I've enjoyed our chats immensely and I'm really going to miss you. Thank you so much. Cara Gustenberg, up next, Eamon is back with the news and sport.